G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie says that so many times we approach prayer as if we're placing a takeaway order. All right, Lord, let's just get to it. How you doing? Love you. Amen. Okay, here's what I need. (laughs) Right? But Jesus taught us this. After this manner, pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, give us this day our daily bread. This is the day when the lost are found. Many of us have owned a wonder car. You turn the key and you wonder, is it going to start or is it not? Your whole day changes based on that outcome. Now, some of us have the same feeling about prayer. Will it be answered or won't it? Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie gives us some easy-to-follow principles, some secrets that will help us all to pray more effectively. It's part of his practical series, What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. Are there secrets to answered prayer? Well, yes and no. I mean, if you've never opened the user's manual of life, then I guess it's a secret. But the fact is, God has proclaimed very clearly in Scripture how to have our prayers answered in the affirmative. He gives us principles to follow. And probably the greatest example of that is a template he gave that we call the Lord's Prayer. And it's Luke chapter 11. And we're going to read verses 1 to 4. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins For we also forgive everyone who has sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So here we have principle number one. If you want your prayers answered in the affirmative, you must pray according to the will of God. If you want your prayers answered in the affirmative, in other words, if you want God to say yes to you when you pray, Pray according to the will of God. Jesus modeled this for us when he taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Having said that, there also is a place in prayer for your personal needs because Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. 
Now here's our problem. Here's how our prayers usually go. If we rewrote the Lord's Prayer, it would sound like this. Our Father who art in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Kind of like a, let's cut to the chase. Shall we? You know, like when I go into a restaurant, I like to order. In fact, when I go into a restaurant, I know what I want before the server even comes. Sometimes they'll come, oh, what would you like to drink? Well, I would like to drink a glass of water, but I would also like to order this. And I, my wife says, I'm not ready yet. I'll say, okay, sorry. And then my wife reads at the menu, and I'll just say to her, you're gonna order this. I'll just say what she's gonna order. She doesn't even hear me, because she's contemplating the menu. Then after the server comes back, and sometimes, you know, they go for water and leave us for days. Right? They're gone for days. <laughs> then they return. Oh, here's your water. Mommy says, quick question about the menu. Can I substitute this for that and that for this and change this and change that? And the server will say, let me go back and check in the kitchen. No, don't go, don't go. And then they go and they're gone for two more days. And they come back. Uh, yes, we can change this to that. And then my wife orders the thing I said she was going to order at the beginning. I'm just like, let's get to it, let's order, let's eat, and then I want to go to sleep. That's pretty much it. <laughs> My wife enjoys the meal. I eat it like a dog with food and a dish. This is a sad thing. But we can be this way with God. All right, Lord, let's just get to it. How you doing? Love you. Amen. Okay, here's what I need. <laughs> right? But Jesus taught us this. After this manner, pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now give us this day our daily bread. But see, if I've contemplated the awesomeness of God and considered His will and purpose, and if I've already surrendered my will to Him asking for His purpose above my own, that could just have a little bit of an effect on what I now pray for personally, couldn't it? Now I'm going to sort of see things a little differently because as I'm looking at God now I'm kind of getting things in perspective. Maybe even as I started out in prayer my need was so big and God was so small but as I saw how big God is I saw how my need was so small comparatively. Big God, small problem. Big problem, small God. We just need to see who God is and His greatness. But then pray. Give me this day my daily bread. Here's another secret to answered prayer. You may not like this one. You must forgive others. You must forgive others. In the model prayer Jesus teaches us, verse four, forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Now this word indebted means those that have sinned against us. Now your forgiveness is not hinging on your forgiving, but your forgiving should hinge on His gracious and generous forgiveness to you. In other words, Jesus is not saying you better be forgiving of someone or you won't be forgiven. What he's really saying is you've been forgiven, so forgive others. Because if it was me forgiving to receive forgiveness, I'm almost establishing a works relationship with God like I have to do something to get something. The forgiveness that comes to me from Christ is based on His merit and on His death and His love for me. But if I know anything about what he's done for me, if I've been forgiven, I should forgive others. Listen to this. Forgiven people should be forgiving people. 
Forgiven people should be forgiving people. If you're a person who holds grudges, if you're a person that can't let it go, you're gonna be a person that suffers in life. And let me tell you something else about yourself. You're gonna be a person that's gonna see your prayer life come to a screeching halt. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in California, USA. Glad you've joined us today as he continues to study the secrets of effective prayer. It's a message called The Importance of Prayer in the Life of the Believer. Number four, if you want to have your prayers answered as much as possible, stay out of the place of temptation. Verse four, don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In other words, he's saying, Lord, don't let me be tempted above my capacity to resist. Now, if you want to live in a temptation-free world, you'd have to actually leave this world. And the problem is, even if you hitched a ride on a spacecraft on your way to Mars, you'd still get tempted. You can't escape it. So here's what Jesus is teaching us. Don't put yourself unnecessarily in the way of temptation. Look, life is hard enough. Don't go out there and make it harder. You know where you're vulnerable. You know where you're weak. You know where you could fall. So keep your guard up. Lord, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. One final principle about having your prayers answered. Don't give up. Look at verse five now. And Jesus said, which of you shall have a friend? And go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come in this journey and I have nothing to set before him. Then I'll answer from within and say, don't trouble me for the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I can't rise and give it to you. I say, though he will not rise to give because he's his friend, yet because of his persistence, he'll rise and give him as many as he needs. Here's the big one now, verse nine. So I say to you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. Ask, seek, knock. Don't give up. In fact, the words ask, seek, and knock indicate an ascending intensity. Now let me explain this scene here. He's talking about some guy that wants food late at night. Basically in biblical times, you know, they would have a home they would live in. And if you weren't really wealthy, you might only have one big room that everyone sleeps in. You're there, your wife is there, your mom and dad are there, uh, your kids are there, uh, you know, Uncle Harry's there, and you know, everybody's there. It's a big thing, and a lot of people sleeping. So you're all in this little room and some crazy guy comes knocking at your door at like two in the morning. I need some bread. A friend came into town. You're like, go away. We're all asleep. But he keeps knocking on the door. So finally, just to get the guy to go away, you give him some bread. That's the picture Jesus uses. So he's saying, hey, if you would do that for some guy because of his persistence, how much more will your father answer your prayer? Because here's the good news. God wants to answer your prayer. But sometimes he won't do it as quickly as you would like because he wants to draw you out and he wants to teach you faith. Thus Jesus says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. The word ask implies requesting assistance. Seek denotes asking but adds the word action to it. Meaning it involves effort. And knock means asking plus acting plus persevering. So you pray for something one time, doesn't happen. Fast forward a month, 
Now you're praying more often. You're getting some friends to pray with you. You don't get the answer. Fast forward six months. Now you're calling out to God because maybe it's a prodigal son or daughter. Maybe it's a desperate situation. Maybe it's a medical situation. Whatever it is, you're calling out to God. I believe if we want to see a spiritual awakening in America, we need to cry out to God. Cry out to God. I don't think it can be a casual, Lord, save the country, amen, what's for lunch? But it's got to be one of those storm the gates of heaven. We are not giving up. We're going to keep praying for a spiritual awakening in our nation. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Jesus is calling us to passionate, persistent prayer. Maybe our prayer has no power in it because there's no heart in it. So let's pray like never before. Now let me ask you in closing, do you know how to pray? You know, I think sometimes we say prayers. We even teach this to our children. Say your prayers at night, right? Teach them a little prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Okay, so maybe I could lose my soul. Don't (laughs) keep it, Lord. Just keep the soul so I don't lose it while I sleep. If I should die before I wake... Lord, if I die in my sleep tonight, I just pray the Lord my soul to take. (laughs) Then we say, good night. (laughs) Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. So if God doesn't take your soul, if you don't die in bed, the bed bugs might get you. Good night. (laughs) These are crazy things to say to kids. Stop. Don't teach them prayers. Teach them how to pray. There's a big difference. And even as adults, sometimes we have prayers, but we don't pray. Here's my prayer, my little prayer, my pre-written prayer. I memorize this prayer. No, pray. Prayer is communicating with God. You know, it's possible to offer prayers and not be heard in heaven. Why is that? Because sometimes we're filled with sin. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's a sin we've never confessed. Maybe it's something else. But it, it's just like there's a barrier between us and God. It's like we were in a phone call with God and our battery went dead. Or even worse, we hung up. We hung up. And if you want to reconnect with God again, you need to call back. But you need to confess your sin and say, Lord, I've sinned and admit that sin you've committed and God will forgive you and communication will be restored. Do you need to do that? There might be some of you that have always tried to pray but you've never known the God you're even praying to. That's the most important thing of all. That God wants a relationship with you. And prayer is an ongoing conversation that you can have with Him all day and all afternoon and all night long. And listen to this, all life long. In your young years, in your middle years, in your older years, this conversation with the Lord. And one day you'll close your eyes and wake up and you'll be there with Him in person and carry on. You walk with him on earth and one day you'll walk with him in heaven. That's prayer. But you can't pray if you don't know the God that you're praying to. And that's why Jesus died on the cross because he died to forgive you of all those sins that you and I have committed that separate us from him. And if I'll turn from that sin and ask Jesus to be my Savior and Lord, he'll come into my life and forgive me and this relationship will begin. Have you asked Christ to come into your life yet? Do you know your sin is forgiven? Or is there something right now that's troubling you? 
something you've done you know is wrong, it's causing great guilt, great pain, listen, let's not just deal with the symptom, let's get to the problem. It's sin. You confess that sin, you'll come into this relationship with God. I'm gonna give you an opportunity as we close now in prayer to ask for His forgiveness and start this relationship with Him. Maybe some of you have known the Lord at one time, but you've allowed some sin to work its way into your life and it's brought your prayer life to a halt. You can confess that sin and God will forgive you. God says if you will confess your sin, He's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Let's all bow our heads. Father, I thank you for everybody here, everybody listening, everybody watching. I pray for anyone now who may not yet know you. I pray that you'll help them to see their need for Jesus and help them to come to you and receive your forgiveness. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer to close today's message. And as you've listened, you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Well, you have an opportunity to do so right now. And Pastor Greg would like to help you. I would. You know, I I receive so many letters from people from every walk of life, from successful businessmen to those who are incarcerated, to mothers struggling as they're trying to raise their children, to young boys and girls writing and saying they've made a commitment or a recommitment to Jesus, and maybe you need to make that commitment to Him right now. Let me lead you in a word of prayer. Yes, you can meet God right now, and I would just ask you to pray this prayer out loud after me, and this is where you are asking Christ to come into your life. Pray with me now, if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've broken your commandments, and I've fallen short of your standards but I thank you that you have loved me and you have called me to yourself. So I turn from my sin right now and I choose to believe in and follow you. Be my Savior, be my Lord, and be my God from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and loving me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, let me just say, God bless you. You've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've just prayed that prayer, we'd love to follow up with you and send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll send it to you free of any charge or obligation. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg takes us further into his message series, What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know, as he points out why we need the church and why the church needs us. That's tomorrow, same time, right here on A New Beginning. If you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called the importance of prayer in the life of the believer. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.